Welcome to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. The famous podcast guest. Welcome back to Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Thanks for having me, Megan. Happy to be back. Hi, bookies. So I have to tell you something that I have not told you yet. Um, We've had two hate reading episodes with you and you only. That is your series. I'm not giving that to anybody else. They are non-author episodes, but they are the highest ranked non-author episodes on this podcast. Both of them. Really? People love you, Allison. People love you. I love the people. What words of wisdom or encouragement do you have to give to your fans? Stop DNFing books. Embrace the hate. It makes it so much better. Are you kidding me? That is yeah. that is incorrect. You can <laughs> DNF books. No. Push through. Sometimes you get more enjoyment out of hating them than you do out of DNFing them. Good words of wisdom from Allison, the hate reader, <laughs> who calls everyone bookies. I have a brand, Megan. I understand that. Yeah, we get it. We are also here for Megan's bookish life and the first Halloween episode of this podcast. But you had a great idea uh, where we would read certain Halloween books and um, like the book genre of like Halloween-y books mm-hmm. and discuss our feelings. PSA to everybody. This is not a particular hate episode, but I'm very much willing to hear any and all opinions of Allison. So let it be known that this will be explicit. Uh, this is, <laughs> this episode is tagged as explicit and you are very much warned right now. Both because of the book content and because of me. Those two things together, you're like, man, oh. what an episode. I think this might just be a reason people listen. <laughs> the explicit content. Okay, so now I think you chose the books. We oh, have two books that we're like going to talk about at the beginning. I think you chose them via Instagram reels because i was getting sent so many dms from you about like book options via reels mm-hmm. that's how i find my books okay so the worst part was that like they all sounded pretty good i know we were going for like what we're going for a ghost one we we tried a ghost one and a serial killer one ghost one and a serial killer one what was our other options do you remember do we I think have we were gonna one? do a creature and then we just didn't want to read a twilight Monster. knockoff Okay, no, I have read, I shouldn't say this, I have read some monster um books, and they are not my favorite. Yeah, and we couldn't find one that we both agreed to read. We're good with ghosts, we're good with serial ghosts. killers, serial um, killers. question mark. Which so, is my general genre of books to begin with. You read serial killer books, like, for the heck of it? I read, like, yeah. Oh. I enjoy when people get murdered, or we've discussed this. Okay, good to know, because we're going to get into that, obviously. Okay, so the first book that we agreed on for this episode is called You're So Dead to Me, A Kooky, Spooky, Paranormal Romance by Stephanie Holmes. Because the title just gets you. A kooky, spooky? want to read a kooky, spooky romance? Did you really pick it for the title? I saw it on Instagram and there was something, I can't even remember what reel I sent you, that I was like, this is a must read. I think it was because we knew it was going to be so dumb that we're like, we have to read this because we will all both have thoughts. Okay, so it's a ghost romance book, and that is not my typical genre. Um, First off, I think that romance has so many different genres that I have never dipped my toes in. Yes. Ghost romance is one of them. This was a first for me as well. The character Brie, main character, she sees ghosts. 
She has three best ghost friends, all male and all super hot romance. There's a murder mystery happening and some sexy ghosty times, which I don't think is physically possible in the outside world. But who am I to know? Literally my first question in this discussion says, Allison, what do you think of this book? Tell me everything. Um, it was bad. It was real bad. There was no saving this book. Setting aside the fact that it was completely impossible to have a physical romantic relationship with a ghost slash multiple ghosts, it just wasn't a captivating story at all. What is your rating? One star. You hated it that much? The only thing that saved it was the blind witch girl who was in love with the bird guy. This sounds awful. She was in a thruple with the weird guy and the bird the guy who turned into a bird. That's kind of hot. Really? She should just have her own like spin-off series. Was she born blind? I have so many questions. How does one meet the bird man? She traveled the world. Brie traveled the world. And she never figured out how to live a life where she doesn't talk to ghosts in public. I'm trying to like put this, like my thoughts into words because it was so bad. Okay. You know what? I'm going to interrupt you and try my stuff first. Okay. I gave it four to five stars. Really? Yeah. I wish the viewer, the, the listeners could see the shock on my face. Four out of five. Was it the sex? Was it the ghost sex? Okay, so... Or was it the murder? Both? Okay, let me defend myself. In this dissertation, I'm going to defend myself. Let me come to your TED Talk. Let's go. Okay. I'm not a a cozy mystery person. I think those are boring books. I don't care if there's romance. I've never read them, and I don't think I will ever read them. Except this was definitely a cozy book. So I did read one. I feel like it was not a hard read. Oh, no. I I think I read it in a day. I enjoyed the plot line. Going back to it, it's kind of like, well, but that doesn't give a lot of description. (laughs) When you're in it, it's it's captivating because you want to know what happens. It's not a book I would recommend or reread. Okay. Because I was going to ask you if you read the other ones, but... Let me get into the romance part, though, because that's what I'm I'm off and on about. That's why I bumped it down a star. One whole star. A whole star because whole of the ghost star. romance. I had a bit, <laughs> so illogical, I had a bit of a romance chemistry issue. It just seemed like the, the author really took turns writing about, like, each character, but, like, by themselves but not in like a whole that made sense Mm -hmm. like one like chapter is about this one guy but she loves all of them and then the next chapter is about another guy but she loves all of them i don't know i i also didn't love the ghosts as people yeah i liked ambrose the most the the blind one the blind traveler one yes Mm -hmm. um the prince whose name escapes me now did not like him at all what about the Roman one? Pax? Yeah. Okay. I absolutely hated him. Really? hmm I just felt like he wasn't flushed out past the fact that he was a soldier, and she made him like a dumb jock. 
she made them very stereotypical modern personalities and then just shoved them into different timelines. It was like they were all members of the Breakfast Club, but he was a Roman soldier and the other one was a 1800s adventurer and the other one was whatever the hell he was. I think I enjoyed the prince the most. Is um, it because he used to touch the electrical outlets and like zing himself? No. Because you know what? I, I found think- that very entertaining actually that he used to get his jollies off by <laughs> touching the electrical wires. I kept picturing uh, the guy from Red, White, and Royal Blue, the blonde one, as the prince. I don't, I've never seen that either, but I just know from pictures. <laughs> um, I kept picturing it. I was like, oh, that's hot. But then the spice was awkwardly placed, I feel like. It was just awkward. Their, their relationship was awkward. And then they had this whole like side story of her dad being sick and traveling and her being upset about it. And the bat, could you please explain to me the bat in the attic? Like, why was that such a big... I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. There was, they kept saying he was like the biggest enemy in the whole book. And I was like, it's a bat. It's a bat in the attic. Why are these three grown men scared of a bat in the attic? Is it a, a ginormous bat? They're also it... dead. Yeah. I don't understand why... Like, what was so scary? Did I miss this? Like, about the... That was a little off. Thank you for pointing yeah. that out. Yeah. However, the three old biddies, like, that were about town, them I really liked. Agnes and like, someone else, The right? side characters I liked more than the main characters. Well, there's two more books left. Will you read them? No. Because the thing is, and spoiler alert for the ghost book, the kooky spooky romance continues because the Roman soldier mysteriously becomes corporeal and like a real human at the end. It's like Casper. I become a real boy or Pinocchio. So like that can't go well because you know the other two were going to get ticked off. I've never seen Casper. Um, does Have you he... seen Casper? No, does With he come... Sawa? Is that before your time? Did I just age myself? So yes, but I know what it is. Like, does he come to a real boy later on? Yeah, he becomes Devin Sawa at the end. He was cute back then. He's cute now. God, I know. Okay. It was also the kind of book where I didn't force myself to read because of you. Like, I liked reading it. You know what? It was was easy to read. I don't know what the Halloween version of a beach read is, but there you go. A boo read. (laughs) Okay, it's a boo read. Yeah. It's even worse than the word kooky. Kooky spooky skeletons. So, I know that you didn't love the kooky spooky, you're so dead to me. I really want to get in to this is like, this is my second question. We're going to go into more feelings about a different book. I'm shaking in my boots to talk about this book and I'm not even wearing slippers. So that's saying a lot. Okay. So let me, let me read my thing. <clears throat> we wanted to read a serial killer book for this episode. And I'm not sure how you found this one, but I read it. I read it. It's called Butcher and Blackbird, a dark romantic comedy series by Bryn Weaver. I want to hear your thoughts and then I'll keep going. What was your rating for this book? Five out of five stars. I loved it. Okay. Do you want to know my rating? Yeah, you have to know my rating because I'm, I'm on a podcast. I am absolutely obsessed. Five out of five stars. It was hysterical. I could not put it down. Um, One of my favorite books I have read all year. 
I picked it solely because the reel was just the um the dedication, which came after the trigger warnings that listed all of these things. And it said to the readers who saw accidental cannibalism in the trigger warnings and said, yep, I'm in. And then we kept going. And then we just kept reading. I loved it. There needs to be more. And there needs to be more immediately. Okay, that's a high praise for Allison. So yeah. Yeah, I don't so- think I've ever come on here and talked about a book that I truly enjoy. And I think Butcher and Blackbird has now a special place in our hearts because yes. of that aspect. So this book pretty much is about two serial killers killing bad serial killers. Which is very Dexter. Oh, that's kind of hot. Don't do that. I love, I love that. He is hot. But Michael C. Hall, is that his name? No, I meant the guy, Butcher in the book. With his little Irish accent from Boston. Oh, God, sexy. I found But that- also Dexter is hot, too. Do you have any other words about Dexter? <laughs> Should not have hooked up with his stepsister at the end there. That was not not a good plot. So it's labeled, like you said, as like a dark romantic comedy. Um, many people, including Allison, said they laughed out loud. And my take on that, I did not laugh or smirk once. Really? I thought it was the most unfunny book, but I am obsessed with it. <laughs> So I did see the scenes where they should be funny, like your favorite scene, um, where he eats people. <laughs> Accidentally. Accidentally, that's a big word. Okay. My only issue, because, you know, I always have to criticize it's who I am as a person, especially on this podcast. He's a chef. How does a trained chef slash serial killer not know? That he is eating long pig. He was drugged. Yeah, but how did he not know? Like, but even like drugged, it's got a, I'm assuming it has a different texture than normal meat. And two, how did he kill anybody? Because the times that they were killing together, she did all the legwork. That's called feminism. Yeah, I just was like, you let him beat up that guy to a pulp. I was like defending your honor or what have you. But also, real quick, did you believe that that guy was the serial killer, the first one? I didn't believe that. I didn't think he was. No, it was just so, it was odd. Yes, he was a creep. I don't think he was a serial. But then again, I was like, you know what? If he's peeping on people through the walls of the motel, wouldn't be surprised if he, like, chains them up in his house. That's a big step. I don't know. I'm going to make that literary leap. Okay. Um, but it's true. Yeah. The what, what is he? The butcher. He's literally called the butcher serial killer. Boston butcher. Is that it? Uh, yeah. So we'll say that. Did you picture him as butcher from the boys? I've never seen the boys. Is the butcher the hot one? The butcher is the one with the black spiky hair and the full beard. Yeah, he's the hot one. Yeah, that's how I pictured him in my brain. I did not picture him. I picture him a lot sexier than that. Oh, see, I find him very sexy. I do too, but like not that. Especially because I always picture him as um, his character in Lord of the Rings, but that's just me. Does he get naked? In Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I've never seen it. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? No. Why Why should I? There's no reason for it. Okay, so can we talk about that book and the spicy scenes? I'm new to that kind of stuff, I guess. Oh, 
Okay, so you're vanilla. Continue. Yeah. So I've read vanilla stuff. Um, okay. I guess pretty much up until Butcher and Blackbird. And you loved it. I thought about it a lot. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Is that tame considered to other books? Yes. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. There's a whole world of spice. I don't know. I just think that it was a good, unique storyline, too. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, this is going to sound terrible, I enjoyed the guy that they took in, and he was like the um, the guy that was like pretending to be feeble. Yes, he ate the ice cream. <laughs> he was eating the ice cream. Which did not ruin cookies and cream ice cream for me. You're sick. I wish she would... Um, and this is just a merch idea she should sell the little uh string things the string things that she makes when she puts eyeballs through them and hangs them up on the ceiling yeah she should sell those (laughs) i like wouldn't you want a little bookmark with little strings i feel like the plot twist we won't give it away but there was a plot twist and i thought that was pretty well written were you expecting it you knew something was odd you knew something had to go awry. It was too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I still think that, because I think there's two more books. Will you read those books? Thousand percent. Even if they're for different characters in that series. Yes. Because I liked, his brothers intrigued me. And that's yeah. who I think it's going to be. It is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that one, the older brother, they kind of set up that book for the next one, right? My guess. The older brother likes to whittle, but with leather. Is that leather? Is that a different word for that? He likes to carve leather. Yeah. So anyways, he likes to do his leather work or whatever. Leather man. That's a good circular name, leather man. I'm wondering if that's human skin. Oh, that'd be interesting. Or does he murder people, skin them, and then make their skin into leather? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Like she has a thing for eyeballs. He's got a thing for skin. No, this is the this is her friend who's doing it. The next book is the brother and the brother friend. And the best friend, yeah. yeah. But the the circus girl and the younger brother, the doctor, that's an interesting pairing. That's totally book three. She's, you have to say that. You don't mess with carnies, okay? That's rule number one of life. You don't fuck with a carny. Do you know from experience? No, but those people scare the shit out of me. They travel around. I watch too many episodes of Supernatural. You don't mess with carnies. They're weird. I cannot believe you liked both books. I did. I I think they're different in the romance section, like genre-ish. Yeah. They're not very, like, spooky, scary skeleton, which is fine. But I yeah. thought they were very good for the season. I thought they were good plot points. I didn't love... I might bump it down to 3.5. Kooky, spooky, paranormal romance. Mm-hmm. But five out of five for Butcher Blackbird. Loved that one. It's going to ruin my brand. I liked a book. But I'm going to ask you also for halloween book recommendations. Do you have any of them? I liked Death's Obsession. I have several that I bought at spooky bookstores on my TBR. Okay. The so one is called The Marlowe Murder Club. One is called Leech, and one is called Mary. 
Can you pull out Leech and read the synopsis for us? What does that say, the author? Hiron Ends. Yes. You pick the one with the most difficult to pronounce name. It says, in an isolated chateau as far north as north goes, the Baron's doctor has died. The doctor's replacement has a mystery to solve, discovering how the Institute lost track of one of its many bodies. For hundreds of years, in the Interprovincial Medical Institute has grown by taking root in young minds and shaping them into doctors, replacing every human practitioner of medicine. The Institute is here to help humanity, to cure and to cut, to cradle and protect the species from the apocalyptic horrors their ancestors unleashed. In the frozen north, the Institute's body will discover a competitor for its rung at the top of the evolutionary ladder. A parasite is spreading through the Baron's castle, already a dark pit of secrets, lies, violence, and fear. The two will make war on the battlefield of the body. Whichever wins, humanity will lose again. Oh. Spooky enough for you? Yeah, sounds good. Do you remember that FX series? It was about vampires, but it was also really, really creepy. Oh, it was called The Strain. So it was, it was terrifying. And like my mom even said it was terrifying. So it's 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Terrifying sounds like that. Um, things crawling in the sewers that are not human. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a brand. That one's creepy. What was the first one? Death Succession? Uh, Death's Obsession. That was another Instagram book. Anita St. Graves. Okay. It's a paranormal dark romance. And it says, death is meant to come on a chariot of broken dreams or in the dark trenches of a storm, not in love letters and gifts. He did not take my soul when I was meant to die. He did not want it all the other times that I've offered it to him on a silver platter. Yet time and time again, he reminds me that I am his, his night monster, his dark love, his perfect other. Death was the only thing keeping me alive. He watches me from his corner, taunts me with sweet messages, marks my body with his touch as I sleep. He took the people that I love away from me. Still, no one believed me when I said that I saw a faceless man on the night of the accident. No one can escape death. Me, I'm chasing it. The first thing that popped up was Daddy's Little Night Monster. (laughs) You read that, right? I read that one. It was very good. I read that one based solely on the dedication which is to the girls who think the Grim Reaper will fuck like a god. Two things about you. You absolutely are influenced by Instagram reels. Oh, 100%. You also, number two, you love dedications that are I find it. them absolutely fascinating. Hmm. And I also love when books have trigger warnings and playlists. Okay, so I've heard the conversation where they think that trigger warnings spoil the book. Yes or no? Sometimes. But sometimes if they're vague enough, like the trigger warnings for Butcher and Blackbird were accidental cannibalism, removal of eyeballs. Once you read it, you're like, yeah, well, removal of eyeballs spoils it. It also intrigues you. I don't read much books with trigger warnings. You did read Haunting Adeline. No, I DNF'd it 50% through, but yes, I did read part of it. That had trigger warnings. I didn't read them. My fault. Obviously, you didn't read them. Oh, no, I did read one book. I don't remember any of the trigger warnings, but I remember what, like, you recommended. Okay, you didn't recommend. You sent me a reel one time. Let me back up. You sent me a reel one time and said, wow, this sounds good. Actually, you didn't say that. You didn't say anything at all. You just sent it to me. To myself, I said, hmm, let me get that arc. So I applied for it. 
I got it. I read it about maybe, maybe like 12%. You're disgusting, Allison. Don't ever send me that again. I don't even remember which one it was. It was like Skin by Audrey Rush. And she looks like she's 12 with braces. And she writes. Okay. Just because I send them to you doesn't mean I actually want to read them. Then why do you send them to me? Because they're entertaining. And I went, hmm, this makes you think. This is out there in the world. Can you put a trigger warning when you send them to me? Like, can you say, like, trigger warning, Megan, don't actually read this one. But look how interesting. Did I get you Butcher and Blackbird? Did I get you (laughs) that kooky, spooky paranormal romance? We had to weed those out, though. (laughs) You gotta filter through, Megan. Give me some trigger warnings. That I okay, I'll start giving you trigger warnings like, don't read this, but look. It's like a little kid. Look it, look it. And I did, unfortunately. Okay, can I tell you my halloween Rex? Go ahead. So they're not very good. So mm-hmm. I absolutely loved The Inmate by Frieda McFadden, which is like a thriller, but gets you like in a jumpy mood. Okay. I never read Frieda McFadden before. She's like the housemaid and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't really like, meh. But- the inmate, right? My book club. Absolutely loved it. Um, I think it's Halloween-y, I guess. I also, I think it was last year that the Red Rovers book club read a book called The Haunting of Maddie Claire by Simone, Simone St. James. Most people hated it. And they tell me to this day how much they hated it. I thought it was a little eerie, you know, a L- little eerie. Uh, I liked the book. It was a ghosty-ish. Can't compare to those other ladies' books. Because apparently they're better. But I was like, this is Halloween. I love this for us. I did read one. I read a scary book during non-scary season. But I don't recommend it. And I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. Um, Give me with it. There's a book called Tell Me I'm Worthless. It is now on Barnes & Noble. It shouldn't be. It was... I tried to block it out because it was so bad. I don't like the title. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. A long story short... There is like themes of like transgender, um, but the problem is it was transgender hate the whole time and it was poorly written and it didn't make sense. And like it was a haunted house and it just, it was weird. And so the worst part was, was the rhetoric of like, we hate trans people, but it was written by a trans person. Okay. Half the book, no, three forms of the book was like anti-trans and so if i was like if i deleted that part would i still like it no it was supposed to be like a a horror scary book i wasn't scared once the house the haunted house was kind of reminded me of like monster house remember that that cartoon it was like alive a little bit Mm -hmm. i would have loved a book just for that house i would have peed my pants for the house. house yeah okay yeah don't ever read that book though don't even try these side characters sometimes best part of a book what is the house a side character? Sure. If it's sentient. Oh, can we talk about how there's this whole genre of books about like having relationships with inanimate objects? Why is that a thing? Can I go on a rant? I've never heard of it. Yeah, keep going. You've never seen these ones on TikTok that they like have a physical relationship with a door? It's called like unhinged or something. And I'm like, you are unhinged for wanting to read this. There's a pillow one. There's like, it's weird. It's a whole genre of books. And I'm like, no. 
You cannot sit here and tell me that magic trapped a prince in the door and the only way to get the prince out of the door is to to have sex with the door. One, that's not even possible. It's a door. No, that needs to stop. I've never heard of that. I think that's just you. But oh no, no, no. Our mutual friends have read said books. Thank you very much. I think I know you're talking about too. This is this is to them. Y'all need to stop. Stop with these books. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. This person also read one of the monster books I said not to read and she loved it. What about Dino Smut? Are you into that too? No. That's big. No. Velociraptor porn should go away too. There's a line. Don't cross it. They can't have sentient doors and inanimate objects. Um, My sister sent me one. Literally, her thing was, I saw this, so you had to, too. She did ask me, too. Um, Was it the Pumpkin Spice book? No. It's called Played by the Pumpkin Spice Man. So L.R.R. Lamarck needs to go to jail. Straight to jail. Did you read it, Allison? No. How do you know it's bad? It's called Played by the Pumpkin Spice Man. If I could play the video that I was sent about the Pumpkin Spice Man, there's no way. Alien smut is huge. Isn't that the same thing as a lot of what you're talking about? Probably. It's all probably probably under the same umbrella of things that should never have been written. What is your alien turnoffs? I think the giant heads, the fingers, the long, creepy fingers. I don't want to know where those go. No place good. No place hygienic. Okay. The tentacles. Okay, so that's huge, too. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said, would you try it? I'm going to say, would you read it? No. Why not? Because it's not my thing. It's just, it's skeevy. I feel like. You've read a tentacle book, haven't you? No, I almost did. I didn't, though. The pumpkin spice man has tentacles. There's a mysterious floating pumpkin. This episode's going to come out and everyone's going to be like looking up the pumpkin spice man. Can you send me that video? Yeah. 100% right now. Okay. Oh, the legends and lattes things are huge. Like, is it the ogre stuff? I don't, I don't even want to try. I think people, they grew up with a, a crush on Shrek. Like that was their Disney crush growing up and they've taken it a little too far. Interesting. Okay. Well, like, I, like, I feel like my generation grew up and we had a crush on Aladdin or King Triton or Prince Eric and we kind of moved into writing you know I guess under the sea the dark romance books and they grew up with Shrek and we get tentacles everyone who I asked that has read Legends and Lattes absolutely loves it I'm not going to but the thing is I think because they're so they're so humanistic I think that they're like okay with it uh, oh, I know a book I don't recommend, Halloween-wise. Hidden okay. Pictures. Absolutely awful. Have you read it? No. Don't. Okay. Actually, we just found a, a book, The Family. It's called The Skull by John Classen. It is a children's book. Must read. What reason? Just, it's one, the pictures are beautiful. And it's just a fun story. And... It's got a nice twist at the end and you'll just enjoy it. You have to read it. It's just, it's hysterical. But the pictures, the pictures are fun. It's a picture book. You can read it. You can literally stand in a Barnes and Nobles and read it in five minutes. Oh, perfect. 
Yeah. Okay. Then you're the recommendation. Before we go, Allison, do you have any words of advice, of love to your fans and your listeners for this episode of not much hate reading, but a little bit? Fresh air is for dead people. Stay out of the woods. You did come up with that, or is like did you hear that before? No. Uh, Fresh air is for dead people is from the Morbid podcast. It's like oh, one of their slogans. Good for them. Okay, and um, they say it all the time. And stay out of the woods is just good life advice. Allison, the queen of hate reading, the queen of everything on this podcast. Thank you once again for coming on Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy reading, bookies. Thank you for listening to Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.